What's up guys? This episode cannot be missed. If you are looking to be successful in life, if you want to improve your health, your performance, your well-being, if you want to be a peak performer, your sleep has to come first. It took me a long time to realize that, but once you hack your sleep, you'll be so forever grateful and thankful for what your body can do in the repair process. There was too much information to cover, so I've had to split the, uh, the podcast into two parts. Part one, we go in debunking some of the myths about sleep. We talk about the mechanism of what happens in your brain and your body when you sleep, what happens if you don't get good quality sleep. And in part two, I share with you my seven step process of how to get the best night sleep. I hope you enjoy it. Let me know what you think. And for those of you who are enjoying the show, give us thumbs up, subscribe to us, leave us a review. We do this for you guys. Love and appreciate you and enjoy the episode. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you had a good night's sleep last night because today we're going to talk about how sleep can transform your life. As promised from the last episode, Today we said it's all about the better sleep hygiene protocol and what that means is that for those of you who struggle with sleep, I will outline the exact steps we find that work very well for people who are looking to improve on their sleep and they're looking to improve on their overall performance. Now, if you didn't get a chance to listen to the first part of the podcast, please go back and check it out. We went over some studies which were showing us how the mechanisms of sleep actually work, how critical and essential sleep is for your health, but only when you get the sleep cycle in the correct manner. You know, I still see so many business people and even people that we look up to sometimes that think that the secret to success is to work more and to sleep less. There are still people out there promoting their idea that sleep is just a waste of time. But you guys are different. If you listen to this podcast and if you've tuned in with our work for the last few months, you know that there is a lot more f- that you want to achieve from life and you want to get there the right way. You just want to be, you know, we call peak performer. In reality, we know that sleep actually propels your success in several ways, according to many different scientific research studies. From physical to mental health, I believe sleep plays important roles in how you act, how you think, how you feel, and how you perform. But enough information, we talked about this last time, let's get practical. Let's talk about how to create the best sleep routine to guarantee your success and boost your health and performance. But one thing I want to say before we dive into this, I have to say that your optimal amount of sleep for each person may vary. It's again, just like with anything to do with health, nothing is um, nothing is set in stone. There are no rules here, they're just guidelines, but the research shows us that the, the ultimate time for different people is between seven and nine hours per night. So let's take that as an average and let's say eight hours is good amount of sleep, good length of sleep. Now, you know that, you know how long you should sleep, let's make sure that you know the how, meaning how do you get those seven to nine hours of quality sleep? Are you guys ready? Because um, with the Better Brain protocol, we always look at formulas, we look at systems, we look at the context of things, and we try to break it down to you and give you some value. So if you guys are ready, I want to share with you my Better Brain Sleep Hygiene Protocol with seven steps. Ready? Let's go. Step number one, you've got to, you just have to create a set routine. 
It starts from literally waking up at the same time and going to bed at the same time. Um, I'm, I'm going to concentrate on the PM routine, but just bearing in mind that waking up at the same time every day and waking up and going to bed at the same time is equally as important. And even if it, we talk about weekends, because how many how many of you think that um, Sundays are usually tougher to get to sleep? And that's because quite often you just break your routine, you break your cycle. Chances are um, you've fallen out of that just that sleep routine. So please, please, please make sure that you do your best to maintain your sleep schedule. So number one is having a clear PM routine. Number two, I want you guys to think about how do I make my bedroom a complete haven for sleep? And there are three points here. So point number one is I want you to avoid blue light. Blue light is anything that is emitted from your technology, from your TV screens, from your phones, uh, from your lights, LED in the house. So we know that your body produces something called melatonin, which is a hormone that helps you get to sleep. But guess what? Melatonin gets suppressed by this blue light. So from now on, I want you to avoid any blue light one hour before bedtime. And you can do that with many different ways. There isn't just one way of doing it. But what I suggest is, I don't know if you've seen my pictures on Instagram and social medias. I look ridiculous in those yellow glasses, but they help so much to block some of that blue light. I have a night and I have a day pair of blue glasses that I try to wear, especially when I'm doing computer work at night. Switch your phones to night mode, put some candles in the house if you have to, but one of the first points that we talk about here is avoiding blue light. The second point about making your bedroom a haven for sleep is the room temperature. Did you know that the ultimate temperature for human beings is 18.3 degrees Celsius? That's, that's how pedantic we can get to. But you don't have to be so pedantic. Just aim between 16 and 19 degrees Celsius. If you help, if it helps, you can open the window, that obviously gets fresh air, and that should help you even more to get a fantastic night's sleep. And the third point that I want to mention is, I don't have them now because we're doing a lot of work on the house, but I would love to have them, and hopefully soon, but you need to get yourself blackout curtains. Um, there are receptors, not just in your eyes, but there are receptors on your skin, which obviously pick up on light. Therefore, if there is anything that goes through the window and the curtains are not picking it up and you just get exposure to your skin, that will have an effect on your melatonin. There are studies showing that. So point number one, create a very strict PM routine. Point number two is make your bedroom a complete haven for sleep. Point number three is very obvious one. Some of us follow it. Sometimes I forget to, but no caffeine after 2 p.m. And even if we talk about um, caffeine later, try to be cautious. Just like anything in life, doesn't say, we don't have to say don't have caffeine ever. Just time it better. Have your morning coffee, have your coffee before lunch and maybe just after lunch, but don't have it too late. So 2 p.m., as a guideline works really well and don't have any large meals two, three hours before bedtime. We know that caffeine, for example, is such a stimulant, so it keeps your body alert and energized. Similar is alcohol, actually. So maybe here we should talk about no caffeine, no alcohol. Um, and even with alcohol, some people argue that it really makes them feel calm and feel drowsy, but that's just initially. What happens after that is if you, if you measure people's deep sleep, 
you, it increases the number of times that you wake up during night if you have alcohol. And the second point we talked about was the um, the meals, having large meals. Two, three hours before bedtime, try not to have large meals because eating too close to bed will just leave your digestive system working really hard and might even cause you upset tummy and that's not very good for sleep. So that's point number three. Point number four is let's try and go to bed before 11 p.m. Why? Well, because your body starts to create cortisol. So the later the evening becomes, the more your body starts to produce cortisol. And after 11 o'clock, you get a much bigger surge of cortisol, which means that it, it's not likely to help you sleep. It's likely to have the opposite effect and keep you awake. So it's actually much more difficult to fall asleep and reach your sleep cycle after 11 p.m. Not many people know that. So that's a, a quite a good little hack to know that 11 p.m., try to go to bed before that. Now, some of those hacks we talk about are about what do you do before you go to bed? And quite naturally, you think, well, surely my sleep routine or my sleep hygiene starts just before bedtime. Wrong. <laughs> One of the best hacks you can do is actually first thing in the morning. First thing in the morning, I encourage people to seek light as soon as possible. I've mentioned about reducing the light exposure before you go to bed, but actually light exposure in the morning is a very good way to reset and restart your biological clock. We know we call it the light dark cycle or your circadian rhythm. So as soon as you get up, seek out morning light and try to get natural light. If you're like me and you live in the UK, tough shit. Sometimes the sun is gone for hours, but there is other ways you can do, uh, you can get around it. There are hacks we can talk about, but just open the curtains as wide as possible as soon as you get up. Uh, don't look at the notifications on your phone first thing in the morning. I know that we're all guilty of that from time to time. So that's my hack number five. Step number six is journal. One hour before bedtime, write down things that are on your mind. Write down things that um, you want to get done tomorrow, things that bother you, things that need prioritizing. That way you'll just completely declutter those things that might keep you away, awake. And if you're an overthinker like myself, that might really help you just to clear your mind. One hack I use every night is my three, two, one better brain rule. Check it out. I've talked enough about this rule on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, if you haven't followed those channels yet, please do, because here we go quite deep into the science. With the other social media channels, we try to give you value every single day. But definitely check out the three to one rule. That really, really helps me set my evening routine. And the, the final and seventh step for this episode, I've got some extra health hacks for you. How many of you guys would like to hear them? I've got three cool health hacks that are almost like, you know, we don't really think about them that much. Number one is magnesium supplement. Magnesium really helped me. Um, so I probably tried to experiment with magnesium first time four or five years ago. And now it's just a bit more of a, a routine. It's just part of my evening routine. Magnesium before bedtime. Omega 3s also have proven to help sleep. So you can take these through tablet form, obviously making sure that you have good oily fish, or you can take fish oils. Uh, a good company is Nordic Oils. That's the one I use. I've got no affiliation with them, but very good quality Omega 3s. So that's Nordic Oils. I'll make sure we put it in the show notes. Um, another little extra sleep hack is deep breathing before bedtime. We've talked about breathing enough, 
but breathing basically expands your uh, rib cage. It pushes down, your diaphragm pushes into your uh, intercostal cavity and your tummy, and it activates one of my favorite nerves in the body. So obviously some of you know that by trade I am a chiropractor, and one of the things we talk about is your nervous system. So the vagus nerve makes you more relaxed by encouraging your parasympathetic nervous system to work better, and that is rest and digest. So that means you are ready to go to sleep, but it only happens if you encourage deep breathing. And one of the one of the, the methods I've tried to use in the past has been box breathing. I find it somewhat challenging before bedtime. It's a really good method for battling with anxiety and, and panic attacks, but more gentle techniques you might want to try are the 478 method by Dr. Andrew Weil, I believe his name is, or the 3030 principle. And that's just taking slow, deep breaths in through your nose for 20 to 30 seconds, and then exhaling for 20 to 30 seconds through your mouth, super, super slowly. And some people swear by it in terms of helping them to sleep. And the final little hack I have for you, something that I never really thought about, but, but it's actually how much space do you have in your bed? Do you have a small uh, a small mattress? Do you have a large mattress? Do you have king? Do you have super king? Because here's the thing: when you when you were a teenager and you had uh, most of us, I, I know I did, had a single um, single size bed, single mattress, or even when you were a kid, proportionally to your body, that was big. But when you get bigger and you grow up, it's not that it doubles. So if you double the single mattress, it it adds up to a, to a, a a king size. So if you want extra space in bed, and this is something I definitely recommend to people, is just go super king. It's one of the coolest and probably uh, not many hacks that people think of, but just being more comfortable in bed. And there are some people who, you know, just seem to have it all figured out. These guys, when it comes to managing their families, their careers, their responsibilities, and they just have the clean shirts and they drive the nice car, have you ever wondered how these types manage to juggle so much stuff effortlessly? And it's simple. It starts, it's not a secret. I think it starts from getting a proper night sleep. People who, who do get good sleep are proven to be more successful. They're more focused in life. They're just happier. Don't you want to be happy? We all should have, that should be the ultimate goal to be happy. And what do we say in this podcast? If you want to be successful, make sure that you follow what successful people do. Success leaves clues, as the great Tony Robbins says. So if you want to be a peak performer, you know where to start. Until next time, guys. And don't forget, we have a new ebook of productivity. I will make sure I include this in the show notes. I talk about my five F's protocol on how to become more productive in some studies even suggesting up to 500%. Love and appreciate you guys, and until next time, bye-bye.